And welcome into the roundtable. Bill Priestley joined by Donnie Gilbert and Thomas Wasson being grossed out by food on our screens. And if you wanted to see more, just go to your local state fair. I'm sure they're going to have something that's going to be in the in the same realm or perhaps even much worse. They can keep their pineapple pizza and they can keep their pineapple pe- pineapple Pepsi. All right. All right. That's disgusting. <laughs> OK, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, relationships between carriers and shippers as we go. And of course, we had gentlemen uh, the the situation with the in the pandemic where you had a lot of money flowing in. Obviously, yeah, a lot of people got into trucking, a lot of people got into moving freight, got to make a buck. Freights went or the rates went up dramatically, as Zach Strickland often, uh, often says in that particular time frame, unsustainably. And of course, they had to come crashing back down. Now we're at the other end of the pendulum, and we're looking like we see maybe possibly a bottom out of this. And let's take a look at, at a chart that comes up frequently. Uh, on freightwaves.com. Uh, actually, let's go to the other one if I can. The, 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 we have a number that usually pops up in terms of what the relationship is between shippers and carriers. And right now, that number is set at 30. It has been at 25 before. The lower the number, the lower the, the more uh, advantage a shipper has, the higher the number, the more advantage a carrier has. And so, Donnie, let me start with you here in terms of as you look at it, what do you see as the relationship right now between shippers and carriers, especially knowing the great high that we came off of and now into the doldrums that we're facing now? It's a complete flip. <clears throat> shippers are 100% in control pretty much. Yeah. So right now with the, with, the, with the market being oversaturated right now, it's a really great time for shippers to be making um, more contacts uh, with carriers. That sounds kind of odd, but this is why. Get away from the big guys because the big guys, when the market starts to flip, they're going to start rejecting your freight. Even though they're, they can be a lot cheaper, um, they're going to leave you hanging when the rates go up. So I would be looking at those middle to large carriers, those 25 to 100 trucks, those kind of shippers. If, if you're a mid-sized shipper, obviously, if you're a huge shipper, you got to use everybody that you can. But I'd be trying to build more relationships and build the ones that are going to be the lasting. You, now is the time that you can bring in carriers, vet them, see if they're good or bad to make them hold on and then when the rates go up they leave you you don't want those gotcha so the ones that stuck with you keep them in a good position find you some more like those so this market will flip again it's just a matter of time yeah and you want those ones that'll be like you know what hey you paid me a little bit better when rates were were bad and now rates have gone up i'll take care of you because i know that you're going to take care of me when it flips again those are the type of relationships that you want and you can find those you just got to dig in and find them now. If you wait till rates start going up, it's too late. Unfortunately, I always have the relationship between carriers and shippers where one would love to screw the other just to make sure that they get their money and, in and of themselves. But and Tom, that's that's what causes this volatility right. that's so bad. When it goes up, carriers want to, quote, screw the shipper. And then right now, shippers want to get the revenge. Sure. Thomas, how do you see this market right now? So they're coming off this tremendous high, and now we're kind of you know in this canyon of depth. Donnie had it right. Circles of hate. You know, it just depends on what we're looking at. Uh, <laughs> shippers, sizes of shippers and carriers matter. The right shipper for the right carrier and vice versa. A Home Depot will not have a hundred truck carrier. They will not even look at it. It's almost like you got to pay to play and I can't afford to get in the club. Now, there's opportunity in the down market because like Donnie said, great point. Shippers are looking to make relationships. But if you're a small shipper that only ships like 20 loads per week, don't go to the, don't go to a heartland. They're, you know, because when Heartland gets busy, they're going to deal with Procter & Gamble or Home Depot. They're not going to deal with you. Mm-hmm. So when when uh, we talk about building relationships, we need to identify 
Do we have good carries if I'm a shipper? Step one. Do, are they servicing my stuff? Have they serviced me in the past? And how big are they? Am I the most important person in the mix? Know where I fit in the totem pole. And the flip side is a carrier. Is this a customer that is cool? Will they let me screw them over when the market changes? Or is this one that's going to pull business and they're one of my major parts of my network? We like to talk about relationships as if it's this hunky-dory thing. It's really just a... Uh, you know, it's a transaction where you both are agreeing on similar goals based on your size and your needs. And this is where we get mixed matches because sometimes larger shippers will screw over their carriers and sometimes the smaller carriers will vice versa. So down market, tidying it all together. Know where you stand in the totem pole. And right now, service is key. If you're a carrier, don't screw it up because there's about five more waiting for the same load. Daddy, uh, you mentioned relationships, and obviously you both mentioned relationships, and obviously that's a very key part of this as well. Uh, how much, of course, if you, as you're looking at possibly taking on and looking at carriers and vetting them and seeing them, how much is reputation uh, a part of that as well? Because obviously, uh, as soon as somebody's got at least a little bit of a black mark on them, all of a sudden, they're probably not going to be in the running, correct? I'm not going to say, well, it depends on where that black mark's at. Mm -hmm. um, there's ways that you can vet carriers and if those black marks show up on those reports then you've got issues if there's safety concerns where they've been right. running uh tractors that aren't uh dot um uh, within the dot safety guides those are issues because um we, we're talking about you know lawsuits currently right now where you know a broker is being sued because a carrier had a wreck and killed somebody well you got to keep that in mind who all they're going to try to sue so if you see uh, cares of black marks in these certain um, areas, then you're probably going to stay away from those. So that's why it's very important for, uh, if you're a carrier, to keep your record clean, uh, keep your tractors up to date, keep your, you know, your, you know, a driver speeding, talk to him or get rid of him because you can't have drivers out there that are using your truck and getting speeding tickets and getting these marks. So reputation, yeah, if it's, you know, if you, well, I heard this or heard that, no, I don't go by that. I, I, that's rumors. But okay. if you go to Care 401, you know, whatever else, and you see that they have issues on their safety reports, then you got to weigh those. And is it was it a one-time thing? Was it something that was um, clumsy that, you know, you forgot to, you know, do this, but it really didn't matter? Then you can probably overcome some of those. But if you get down to areas that are serious safety violations, then you need to walk away from that carrier. That carrier will also see it. And some of those small guys will actually go in, change their MC numbers and change the name and open back up under a new company because they know um, those marks will uh, hurt them. Mm -hmm. That'd be tough, tough to go with as well. Thomas, as you look at brokerages in terms of how they get involved with this as well, when they come into the relationship between a shipper and a carrier, obviously they being the middleman, how do they feel about this in terms of how they work their, their magic? Uh, at the end of the day, it's all about evaluating the carriers as well. Uh, FMCSA data, are you satisfactory? If you're a conditional carrier, I'm not giving you anything. You've had way too many problems, too many accidents. How long has your operating authority been in? Have you been around a while? Because if you're under a year, I'm not going to work with you. A broker may work with you, but also if I'm a shipper, I want to know which brokers are using carriers that are six months old. That's the quality of a bad broker, in my opinion. When I, when I came from a startup, we had to wait six months and only could work with the trash tier brokers because those are the only ones that would let us have a shot. You know, the larger ones would require even 18 months. So Oper you know, at the end of the day, if I'm a shipper evaluating a broker and a carrier, I want to know that both of them are generally been around a while. They both can at least pay. They can pick it up and they're using safe carriers. And the, the broker hopefully has good enough credit score because uh, that's what I'm going to deal with. Now, if I'm an enterprise shipper, 
this becomes a completely different conversation. We could do another whole 10 minutes. But for most people, smaller, medium-sized businesses, that's what we're going to look at. It's, a, it's amazing how those values that you just mentioned deteriorated during the boom of COVID. Um, and I talked to some other shippers and even, even the, even the drivers like, well, we, we were putting our drivers out three months on the road training. Now we're only doing 30 days and, oh, well, if they had these dings on their uh, driving record, well, we're actually going to let some of those slide now. So it's amazing how the shift in freight volumes and the demand for, uh, trucks can make those values change. And now it's strict again because there's no Very freight. Strict. Oh, sorry. Would have taken you then. Yeah. Just like old army recruiting. <laughs> Let's throw up a, a chart that you guys referenced back in your second carrier update in terms of, you know, you brought, basically put this up. This was a great illustration in the relationship between shipper and carrier. As we kind of, we've got about a minute left here, Donnie. Uh, as you look at this in terms of, you know, how carriers basically made a whole lot of money during COVID off of the shipper, how do the shippers react to it, especially if they're, is this payback at this, at this time as this number, as you guys said, continues to stay around that 2.9 mark? Uh, this this chart right here really is um, the sentiment of the carrier and the way they're reacting to current market conditions. So uh, I wish I had it going back further, but when things get really tight, they may push those numbers out a little bit, trying to book their, their loads earlier because they're having issues with capacity. Yeah. Well, right now they're not having issues with capacity, so that number drops down. They don't need to book them as early. It actually might allow them to, to get some better pricing if they book it maybe same day using the spot rates just because spot rates are so low right now. So uh, it's a good chart to see how shippers are reacting to the current market conditions. Thomas, when you look at this uh, in terms of what uh, carriers need to be able to, I mean, is, are they going to be able to to basically make any inroads at all in this market? Definitely. If you're okay. a carrier, do your job, service the freight. If you have a customer, take all the tenders and don't become a problem. But your job is to survive and let people lower in their routing guides screw up and you take their lanes. All right. Well, let's see how this interesting number continues to rise. It went from 25 to 30 this past week. We'll see if it goes even further closer to that 50% mark there as well. Thanks so much for our roundtable. We'll take it back over to Kaylee for our next check of headlines.